Wow, what a Monday. <laughs> there was so much news that I can't even keep track of everything that's going on. How do I fit everything in this show? Well, I'm going to think about, or I thought about how can I talk about, or what is most important to talk about? And I think it's the things that the media is not covering. Yes, the official electors were voted on today, and they're sealed in an envelope going on its way to Congress to be counted in early January. But there's so much more going on. And we need to be aware of it because we need to be prepared. We need to be on guard and we need to be ready. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show with a friend. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com, put an HDBT memo field, get a sweet mug like the one behind me and tons of other great benefits. And you'll be helping us to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Thank you for all the members who have subscribed. We really appreciate all of you. And Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope we have a good Christmas. (laughs) Oh, we will see. So there's a lot of good stuff going on right now, even though you don't hear about it in the media. And you're like, Matt, you're in denial right now. But there's just some things you need to think about. One is the media is not on your side. Two is they're trying to discourage you. And three, this isn't going to be resolved in a normal way because this election has been so disastrous and been anything but normal. It's been atypical. It's not been normal. So the resolution for it cannot be normal as well. And the charge and the propaganda and the gaslighting and the turncoats and the people that have given up are going to say it's over because this is how the normal process works. But I guarantee you that this is not going to be resolved in the normal way. It can't. You can't resolve these things in the normal way. Not that I'm saying it goes outside the law, but in fact, we probably could resolve this in the way of the Constitution. For example, we have seven states sending dueling electors. That is, the GOP electors met themselves and are going to be sending themselves to the uh, to dc to be counted as well and there's several different ways that this could happen and we can get into that later but arizona georgia nevada new mexico michigan pennsylvania wisconsin are all sending dueling electors or elect electors to represent the amount of votes or the elective points electoral what do you call them? Electoral votes. Yeah, I guess it's just electoral votes. I come like points. Like Nevada has six. Pennsylvania has 20, I think. Um, all seven of these are sending for them for Trump as well. And there's tons of theories about what's going on. And it's most likely going to be contested. And people are going to be contesting it. And having Pence as a VP is probably a good thing. And if it has to go to a vote, there are, I believe, 27 states as of right now that are Republican that will be forced to vote for the Republican nominee, that is Donald Trump. So we have that going on. And we have an executive order that we need to talk about, but we'll talk about that after the break. What else do we have going on? Oh, you know what? Let's talk about the executive order now, and then we'll talk about the Wisconsin ruling. And there's been so much confusion on this day because there was two rulings. There was two rulings by the Supreme Court. And 
this is what's important about having the dueling electors. In Wisconsin, it's going to flip for Trump by the votes. It's going to flip for Trump, and I'll, I'll show, we'll talk about it in a second uh, after the break. But I want to talk about this executive order right now. All right, I'm going to pull this one up because it's important. And guys, I just really, I you know I don't want to make you fearful, and I'm not trying to make you scared, but I'm trying to impress upon you the importance of being prepared. And we just need to think logically about this. And again, coming from the premise that unusual or atypical or not normal times like these, not normal events like what happened in this election are going to require remedies that aren't normal as well or aren't the typical way that we see them. And when everyone is telling you, you just need to accept it, this is how it is, the normal process is going to be what prevails, you need to step outside the box and just examine for yourself. I'm not saying you have to agree with me. I'm not saying that you have to say that Trump's going to win or pull this off. I just want you to be thinking about this because this has serious ramifications. I mean, Google went down today, Monday. It went down. Now, I have a lot of friends that are in IT. I share some experience working with IT myself. That doesn't happen by accident. That doesn't happen as a glitch. And a lot of people I've been talking to think that's a test run for what's to come. And for some of you watching, you can start to read this executive order. But for those of you listening on the podcast, this is an executive order from December 10th. And I want you to ask yourselves, why would a lame duck president who is going to be leaving office on January 20th write this executive order on December 10th? Now, remember, we talked about the other executive order that would happen two years ago where there's this report that's going to be due Friday. We have the Insurrection Act that couldn't be enacted, that it would be justified based off, based off of all this, which can come probably in congruency or at the same time or in parallel as the other executive order. But I want you to ask you this. What is the purpose of this executive order? If you're going out of office and you think you're going to lose and that's going to be the end of it, like I said, if you think it's going to be resolved normally, why would you write this executive order? And I would love to hear from you about it. If you think you know why this order would be written, email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can direct message me at howtobuildatent on all the social media sites. And I will see it. I would love to hear an alternative to this. Executive order on providing an order of succession within the Department of Defense. Why, as a lame duck president, are you writing an executive order on how the Deputy Secretary of Defense, how the Secretary of Defense, Secretaries of the Military Departments, and gives a list of, what is that, 15, 20, 25? Getting my Roman numerals all mixed up. No, 15. Yeah, 15 successions of if for any reason the director, secretary of defense is incapable of doing his job, why do you give that order on December 10th after the election when you are quote-unquote voted out of office and why would you give that order it's because you think conflicts coming you think there are going to be things that happen where you need to clarify and make sure 
that if your Department of Defense and the people in it start dying, start getting attacked, that there's a clear chain of command. That should be a very sobering thought right now. Remember what I said. It is not going to take, it is not going to be a normal resolution to an atypical problem or an unusual problem. And you need to prepare accordingly too. Donald Trump is. And you need to be as well. This should be sobering. I don't want to fear you. I don't want to make you fearful, but you just need to be aware. Why does this have to be? I hope there's an answer for it. That's other than you think that there can be a chance that these people are killed. It's not just in case they have a stroke in the next 30 days before he leaves office. That's not why you write this. Again, that was issued in December 10th. All right, let's talk about Samaritan Ministries and then we'll get into the Wisconsin Supreme Court. How are you paying for health care? As you're considering options, take a look at Samaritan Ministries, a community of Christians who help pay one another's medical bills without the use of insurance. A broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, medical emergency... As a Samaritan member, you have control over your health care choices. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and they notify members to pray and send you money to help you pay your shareable bills. Their online resources help you choose a provider, price medical procedures, and give you 24-7 access to medical professionals so you can get medical advice before you visit the doctor. Save you time and money. Health care sharing is biblical. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only on his own interests, but also the interests of others. And that's what Samaritan Ministries does. It lets you help care. It lets you help care for other families spiritually and financially while they help take care of yours. Visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash how to build a tent to learn more. It's affordable and you can join today. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash how to build a tent. SamaritanMinistries.org slash how to build a tent. Go check them out. They're a great company. So we have these electors. And have you noticed the leaks that have been coming out? The CCP, 2 million people loyal to the Communist Chinese Party throughout the country in Australia, I mean, throughout the, the globe, through Australia, the United Kingdom, and the United States. 86,000, I believe is the number, or 68,000, maybe I have a, you know, I'm switching around those numbers in my memory, are in the United States. And then we see other leaks like, oh, hey, guys, Solar Winds, it's a software company. It has nothing to do with solar. I made that mistake for a second. <laughs> I'm like, why are they hacking into a solar wind company? <laughs> no, but um, they provide IT support and IT software for pretty much every single government company, including the Dominion voting systems. And how much do you want to bet that there are some loyal CCP members that work for or affiliated with in some way? This solar company, solar winds company that's based out of Texas. All of these things, these leaks are coming to you and they're very purposeful. These leaks are not just coming out now for no reason. There's a purpose for them. This leak happened, this hack happened in March. In March. Why didn't we hear about it before then? There's a purpose for this. And it has to do with those electors, I'm telling you. 
there is going to be a data dump so big and we are going to be drinking out of a fire hose of what the deep state and alliance with the Chinese Communist Party have done to us in this election that there's going to be no choice but to reject those other electors. Do you think Donald Trump gives up? Do you think he doesn't have something up his sleeve? You don't think he's done that executive order that we talked about before in 2018 where he has and did basically outlines what to do if this happens. You think he's just going to sit on that and not go out with a bang? No, sir, he's not. No, ma'am, he's not. And so we need to be prepared for the conflict that's going to come from that. All right, let's talk about the Wisconsin thing and let's actually have a show end right around the time I wanted to. So there was a confusion today because there was two Supreme Court hearings and people were putting them in together, but they were different. And one of them that was dismissed, and it was a scathing one by the dissent, absolutely, and they're basically just kicking the ball down the down the road. And what I've heard from people that have connections to these judges is what's happening and why they are not even hearing the cases, including all the way up to the Supreme Court, is because they and their children are getting threatened. They're getting threatened with their lives, which makes sense because they've done that to numerous other people. <laughs> and so these people are cowardly. You know, I'm not saying it's not a good reason, but when you are not going to do what's right for the fear of what can happen to you and your family, it's cowardly. And we are called to do what is right despite the cost. I mean, especially as men, as men, we are supposed to lay down our lives and do what is right. That's the greatest form of love. But there was so there was this one case where it dismissed it, and um, I'm not going to get into the details of it because the important case in the Supreme Court is that in Wisconsin, they have a very strict guideline and rule for if you can do absentee ballots. That is, is if you are in, I forgot the exact definition of it, but you cannot make it to the polling booth. It's not like if you have the flu or if you're under the weather, it's like you're impossible, like you're enchained, you're out of state, you are somewhere else. There's like, there's no possible way for you to get to a poll. It's basically the only way that you can do an absentee ballot. And what happened was about 220,000 absentee ballots used COVID-19 as the reason they couldn't go to the vote, go vote in person. Well, the Supreme Court said that's not what the law intended, and those are illegal votes. 220,000. Now, the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is 20,000 votes in Wisconsin. And the remedy for the Supreme Court of this ruling is you have to go through one by one of those 220,000 votes and determine if COVID-19 was the case. And if it is, you have to throw it out. Well, I was the percentage 70-30, 80-20. 80, 20, 70, let's just say 70% of 220,000, that 10,000, 10% is 22,000. So 30,000 is what, 66,000 minus that from 220. What is that? I'm just doing this on the run. What's like one, 160, 158, 158,000 votes that if they are COVID related, so let's cut that in half, 60,000, 60,000 votes that were from COVID and were the percentage of Biden, that's twice, that's three times as much as they need to overflip Wisconsin. You don't think Wisconsin's going to flip? Good thing they have those dual, dual votes. Because let me ask you this. What reason, what justification will 
the Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence have, who will be overseeing these and picking them, to give the electoral votes to Joe Biden. They won't have any reason. And, oh, yeah, and if they can't come to an agreement, it goes to the House for the vote where the states must vote by representative and this or by who controls the state. And I think right now it's 27 to 20. Three are still being sorted out. So at worst, it's 23, 24. Donald Trump becomes president. If we can find those conflicts and voting for enough where Joe Biden doesn't at least get 270 electoral votes, then it goes to the vote. So it's not over. And there's hard times ahead. and We need to be prepared, but we cannot give up. That's the one thing that we can't do is give up. Stay strong, be praying, be preparing, have a plan, and keep fighting. We can't stop fighting. Our futures, our children's futures are on the line. This is the hill to die on. This is the place where we can win. This is the place where we hold the line. Not one step back. Not one step back. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.